0: Have you ever felt like there
1: isn't enough time in the day, or like you don't have time to take care of your well-being and build your dream? Or maybe you felt like it's impossible for you to go to work and still build that business that you envision at the same time. Well, so have we. And this is why we decided to make this podcast. This podcast is not just for PTs, OTs, MDs, or RNs. It's for everyone in healthcare. Our mission is to inspire you to make healthcare a better place and to build your business or brand through stories and real life examples of some of the top leaders and entrepreneurs in healthcare. There's no better time than now. Welcome to Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome once again to another episode of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneur's Podcast. Today, I am honored, blessed, in awe that we've been joined by a healthcare great. And for most people, honestly, you guys know of the brand. You might even be blessed to know the individual behind the brand, but it's something that many of us tend to be involved in, and honestly, the origin story behind it is phenomenal, and just how it started. But I'm going to let him introduce that. Um, but we are joined today by the one and only Dr. Andrew Tran, creator of Physio Memes, make life humorous. I'm glad that it's a Sunday morning at 8 a.m. So not most most people wouldn't want to get on a podcast recording at this time. But thank you so much for hopping on, brother.
2: Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. And yeah, anything for you. Uh... I'm not a morning person, but uh, any, any opportunity to get to talk to you, man, I, I'll, I'll get up for it. So appreciate you having me on there. We appreciate it. it? Um,
1: honestly, this a podcast is all about like showing other people that it can be done. Just because Carl and I, we are not DPTs yet. Carl's in PT school. I'm not even in PT school yet. But at the same time, we both have our own things we're working on. I've got the business, obviously. Carl got his um stuff as well. And we're just trying to prove and show others that it can be done, one, two how to do it because you know we can we can tell you it can be done all day but if we don't teach right if we don't show how it can be done it's of no use and then third component of it is we're able to bring people in that have done it have become successful are like at the top of the field and just you know have you guys share the knowledge so having you be the first person that does that is phenomenal because it sets the bar pretty damn high (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's, it's pretty high man appreciate it man yeah i uh h- humbled by that and, dude like what you guys are doing You like like you said you know you're not even in pt school yet carl is um still in pt school and like what you guys are already doing Um uh, like, i wouldn't even thought like wouldn't even cross my radar uh at this point in my career in my life so
1: you know what it is you know what actually it, i think about this all the time Every time somebody says that, like it would have never crossed their mind to do it at this point in their life. Honestly, like the only thing I can think about is just the fact, like, because y'all are doing it and are so successful, it like it gives us almost gives us permission to even try because it's a lot more comforting to me. All right, this is like a little ego thing, but it's a lot more comforting to me knowing that there are people ahead of me that have done
0: it Mm -hmm.
1: and show me how to do it. Because, one, if I fail, it's not I'm failing and that's it like i don't have i'm in a position where i don't have to like rethink the whole thing on my own i'm blessed enough where uh, we're blessed enough where if we fail like we can just turn around and be like yo andrew like what do you think this isn't this, that What would you've done differently you know we have coaches everything like we can reach out to other people ahead of us so it even though you know others say that it's amazing now nah, like the amazing part is that we actually have the support system and people can turn to because that matters a lot, like to, to fail and not have somebody who can coach you through the failure is one thing, but to fail and then like turn around and be like, okay, well I tried that, that didn't work. What do you think? That's the part that keeps us going just because every single day, we just know that no matter what, there's somebody who gets it, has done it, has tried it and has succeeded at it. So if not, if them, <laughs> we can too. That's really what keeps it going for me on the ego level. Like that's what keeps me going. I don't lose yep. sleep at night because I know that, like, you've done it. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, man. And, and it's, a, it's the same for me as well. Like, I think, um, you know, i like, I'm still very, very early on in everything that I'm doing and how much, you know, you're talking about, like, failing and all that stuff. Like, I failed. My intentional goal, like, wasn't even to go, like, full-time to physio means I was just having fun, like, uh, initially. And, um you know, I've taken a lot of different routes and everything in the last few years of my career, and you know, we can unravel some some of that today as well. But like, I think if it's like, I'm still failing, I'm still learning, and you know, just making sure that we stay learning from someone else that who's done it, before, you know, it's true, or better than I have as well. So it's true,
1: man. So let's let's start right here. For those that are not familiar, because I'm not just gonna assume like you're a celebrity, but I'm not just gonna assume everybody knows who you are. So, for those that do not know, kind of tell us the origins of physio memes and how you started,
0: and then we're gonna really jump into it.
2: Yeah. So the origin of physio memes, like depending on when, like if you, like, for those who like don't know at all, it is it started off as a memes page back in probably 2016. When I had just graduated from PT school, I started to get on Instagram a little more. And I think this is what, like, meme pages were, like, just popping all over Instagram. And I was, like, so I was just looking to see if there was any, like, physical therapy memes. And there really wasn't anything out there that was posting consistent memes. There was some here or there. And, like, you know, you if you Google it, you'd find some. And um, so I just ended up creating my own, you know, physio meme. That's where it all started. And I was looking... You know, so I was thinking, where my brain thinks is, it just thinks in, in memes. And, you know, I just started creating a bunch of my own, and then other people start creating memes, and I repost their stuff. And that's kind of how it started. Like, it was just more of, like, a place where I could just put my thoughts and stuff down. I wasn't really thinking about growing it. I wasn't really thinking of um trying to, like, monetize off it, creating a side hustle, and then creating a business out of it. So um that's basically where it started. And then... Like a year later kind of the same thing I was looking up some like PT t-shirts or some products or swag or anything like that and there was no website I could find that had like this a, a, a site of just PT t-shirts So that I just started creating a few of my own and then kind of snowballed from there and um, you know as I as I started doing something like that like all these other ideas started coming other people kind of give you ideas and spark other ideas and so yeah like that's basically how 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 means has started. So, you know, that actually kind of goes with like, and we're we're really informal
1: on this podcast. So if you see me like doing stuff, saying stuff, whatever, but actually that kind of fits in with that theme I mentioned, where like where your attention goes, your intention follows, right? Because I know for a lot of like <clears throat> brand new entrepreneurs, right, um, they're kind of going through that journey. I, I went through it myself, where like your focus can be so you can be so hyper focused on one thing for you obviously that you saw a missing need and you said well I need a t-shirt with some PT stuff on it yeah he has it so your attention went to there and like here we are years later you know 40,000 people and whatever and a business where it's like full-time you've you've been able to put yourself in a position where full-time you're just doing this and it's growing and it's succeeding in a way that Maybe you, you would have never imagined five years ago, right? hmm exactly. And I think, like, for the new entrepreneur, that has to be, like, one, a point, right, that can be made. One of the crazy things that I've realized, like, I've been in business for under a year, but I don't know how many months I stopped counting. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The number one thing I do know is, like, the focus I've been able to put over the last few months, almost a year now, um has allowed me to like one go full-time into my business now which is this crazy crazy thing because a lot of people like you can't do it in under a year you can't whatever I was like all right whatever um so I've been able to go full-time into my business now one two um it's almost like once you're super super focused it's almost just if the doors start opening mm-hmm. left and right right so kind of talk about that for you how did the door start opening like the more you you pushed into, like, especially because you started it while in PT school, right? No, I started, like, right after I graduated. Oh, right after you graduated. Oh, perfect. So what was that like where once you started, like, kind of honing down on it, what kind of doors started opening? What opportunities started
0: presenting themselves?
2: Yeah, so, like, initially, like, there wasn't – like, when I was – the first year, I was just creating memes, and it really wasn't, like, um, much – like doors opportunity at that time. Cause it was just memes, you know, but when I started creating the, like the first shirt, like a year later, you know, um, that was when people started like, okay, cool. Cause like everyone's like, well, I want this on a shirt. I want this on a shirt. And it's just like having this, that engagement and um, the ideas and stuff, that sparks from people. And I, I even, I still have like a list of like 50 to a hundred like, ideas and stuff that I need to put on some type of swag or whatever. But like, like the, the big, opportunity that i guess that kind of opened up was i was doing it for after creating the, the apparel and stuff i think like six or seven months later i was at like an, a the pt event and someone was like talking about how like they loved what i was doing and all this stuff and you know we were just having conversations and then they were like hey so i like i love the physio i love the store how do i get that for my business And that wasn't the first time I was like, oh, you you want something like this for your business as well? It's like their own slack, their own line, their own apparel and all that stuff. And that was when like the big like first doors like started opening of like, you know, just from a side hustle to like, hey, I can develop into like more things in this business. Right. And someone came up to me. I I literally wasn't even thinking about that. But that's like you said, the doors kind of open because I was just doing, you know, just consistently putting the memes out and like the shirts and stuff out and just kind of getting momentum from that. And then people were like, well, I, I want that too. So that's when, um, you know, doors and opportunities started opening up because like I, I didn't even think about doing that. So so that's, so yeah.
1: Let me ask you this. Like, what what were some of the things that annoyed you or bothered you? while you started that right because i think on one end a lot of us especially as new entrepreneurs we tend to get caught up because you are a doctor of physical therapy but do you practice pt right now
2: uh i practice prn so like okay just you know whenever they like at an outpatient position so whenever they need me they'll like they'll call me in but i don't have a consistent schedule so it's like, <clears throat> for a lot of
1: people that maybe have gone to PT school or they went through whatever healthcare, vocational training they've done, man, um, I tend to notice like a lot of folk, man, they, they really get caught up in the, well, I went to PT school and that has to count for something, right? Mm-hmm. Like you went through three grueling, or in some cases, four grueling years of this like really, really intense doctoral program. And it's like usually right after, right after you finish, this amazing opportunity presents itself. That's not like what you studied and took boards for and took exams for. How, what was there, was there anything like in between that and annoyed you where you're like, damn, like I did all this, but then this new thing is not this, like it's in the field of PT, but it's not what I just dedicated the last like seven, eight years of my life to.
2: Yeah. So we'll, we'll go back even further. Like even before the point where I started physio means in my second year of PT school knew that I did not want to be full time in clinic for like the rest of my life.
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't know how I was going to look. Right. I was just like, you know, like I love PT. I love being a PT, but like at some point, like I might, do something different i don't know what it is but like i i was like i just can't see myself doing anything for 40 50 years after i graduated like for the rest of my life you know like and i, I understand like you know like we we get fed the uh, the story of you know when you graduate and you're 18 and from high school and you, you got to pick something and that's gotta be like it's you for your whole life and you have to figure that shit out then <laughs> Girl, like, we don't ever have to figure it out like 10 years, like, who knows what's going to happen, you know, but um, so it's like a second year like I knew I like to, to travel a lot like I did a lot of traveling a lot of like different countries at that point. And I just remember seeing that like, like, I I just can't do that as much if I'm 40 hours for the next 40 years in the clinic and just having a two week vacation. So I, was like, I didn't know how it was going to look, but, um, yeah. 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 Like I
1: can't even imagine how, how people become okay
2: with that. Yeah. I Which mean, is- if if you find what, like most people don't find what they want, like right away, like yeah. they graduate either high school, or when they graduate college, or even when they graduate the their doctoral program of what, knowing what you're going to do. There are some people like, if you figure that out, that's great. And then, go ahead and do that. But I know like this is, you know, the, you know, healthcare entrepreneurs podcast. So like sometimes, you know, most people listening to this maybe have a thought of going a different route or something like that. But like not everyone has to be like, if you figure that out, like but I, I, I realized in second year PT school, I was like, I don't know how it's going to look, but it may look a little bit different. Like maybe something, something related to PT, something totally not related to PT. Right. But I remember when I said that to one of my class, a couple of my classmates, they kind of looked at me crazy, and they're like, "Why would you go to PT school and not be PT the rest of your life?" And then I was like, "Oh," and I never really said anything else after that. So, look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> look at you yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think was just at that point, and like, it wasn't like anything bad, but it's like, why would you spend all that time, money, but then like eventually stop doing? this? like this is a lot of debt and everything with that. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see that. I was like, maybe I'm working. 10 15 20 hours and do something else or whatever but like I used to know at that point like I was like traveling a lot so that's um that's important to you so how do you um
1: kind of let's move forward a little bit right um we got the backstory how transitioning into like even going to Florida how did you get yourself to that position where like things worked out in your favor like because I know a lot of people fall into that right where they either don't find something they're really passionate about so they do it for like the next 40 50 years um 40 to 50 hours a week and then they have two weeks of vacation in the year which is not enough time to go anywhere of value really yeah um, but um so how do you how did you put yourself in that position to have that freedom to choose because obviously one you realize a lot of people because you know um if dreams <laughs> if dreams and wishes <laughs> could pay us How do you put yourself in that position? Because that's the first thing people tend to not even do. They don't even put themselves like in a place to receive a blessing or to have things work out in their favor. They just kind of say, well, I hope one day, you know, I just heard this like story of this lady who worked with this guy, in Chicago police department. And for 10 years, man, she used to talk about 10 years. She was like, I just want to go on vacation. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. She compiled the list. And after she retired, not even a month. Not even a month after her retirement, she dies before even going to one of the places that she talked about for the last decade visiting. And to me, like, you know, I I heard that story and I'm like, it's, it's insane because for me, kind of like you, I want to travel mainly because of my girlfriend. She's the one that really likes to go places. So in turn, I like (laughs) to go places, (laughs) but to even put yourself in that position and have that freedom, what did you have to do? Even understanding that it was not normal everybody viewed it as why on earth are you going to school if you're not going to be doing this full time like yeah. why here what what you what did you have to do
2: yeah so I think even like be- before all that since I like to travel and like just the, from that story that you just said about the, you know the police officer like you know all the places that she wanted to go like I realized that even earlier on, that like I've always wanted, essentially like freedom, you know. Yeah. And, like, you know, um, and I I know sometimes we talk a lot about like time freedom, money freedom, or anything like that. But like I I, I I didn't even know those concepts at that time. I was like, I just want the freedom to be able to go, to you know, other countries or the cities of the states, whatever that is, like whenever I wanted. And like I knew those stories of like people like waited until they retired to be able to go places, mm-hmm. but like. I think it hit me hard like during my second year of PT school, uh, when I was traveling a little bit and was did a rotation in inpatient rehab. And there was kid at the time, uh, I wasn't that old, he was like a few years younger than me, but I was like, I don't know, like I was probably twenty-three. Uh the guy was twenty one and he was just like maybe like on a dirt bike. He did like he was on a dirt bike maybe like his whole life you know since he was like a little kid and then he just he's fallen multiple times on it but he's fallen once and had a spinal cord injury from his like from like you know like t10 T 11 or something and it was complete and i was like this kid was like i just remember him like talking to him like when i was a student and again i was like only two or three years older than him and he's like you know he ended up getting his strength and everything like back in his upper body he was like man like. I was curling. Like, he's like, I used to be a big dude. I'm skinny now. Like I was, you know, curling 50, 55, 60 pounds. And he was like, I can barely get like, you know, 20 pounds now. And like stuff like that. And like 15, 20 pounds. And he's just like, I was like, just from the like, rehab and all that stuff. And I think at that point I was like, shit, like this can happen at any point, right. you know, in our lives. And I was like right. homeboy, 21 years old. And uh, and I and I think at that point, was it going to really hit me? Because I always said it, you know, but like, that's when it really hit me. It's like, I didn't want to wait until a certain point to be able to do stuff. And I was like, I always wanted to travel in between. So then like, I was like, well, I got to, you know, and I think that was when like, I already had that stuff in my head where I was like, I don't want to be a PT for it the whole time. So I was like, I got to figure, figure things out somehow. So then when I'm able to, like, after I graduated and had created physio memes and everything with that, I was able to see other PTs there were also entrepreneurs and seeing their footprints and seeing like they were able to get that freedom, whether it was time, freedom to, you know, for them to spend it with their families. Like, like I don't like ha- have kids or anything. So I, you know, my freedom is like, I just want to be able to travel like whatever. So like, so that's knowing that and being able to see other people having some type of like pathway ready also in the same field and also like, um, That they're able to do that, I think, was how I was able to put myself in that position. was, like, learning from those people that were able to uh, create that life for themselves. (laughs) That's real, too,
1: because vision is all about, like, being able to see what it's like. And I I promise you, like, what keeps me going is y'all, specifically y'all down in Florida. um, (laughs) Listeners, I don't know. I live in Michigan, and it's cold. Um, like it's really cold and there's snow and ice and depression, like seasonal depression is a real thing. But what keeps me going is, um, more so like with vision is I understand, um, that one day really soon, I'm going to put myself into a position that y'all already in. Yeah. I understand that I'm seeing, like, like I said, at the beginning, I'm blessed to, to see how everybody's doing it. Right if I if I really think about it, right? If, if most people have to really think about this, right? Andrew Tran is a big deal. And so for me to even have the opportunity to, you know, and I don't say that like, you know, from like an ego inflating weight, it's like the facts of life, right? The taxes that Andrew Tran's a really big deal. And in order to just to take into fact that we get to take this time to hop on a call, right? If I have a question, like, you've been more than willing to answer anything. You check in, and it's like, sometimes I'm like, dang, like, what kind of blessing is this, right? But what keeps me going is just, I see, first, I see how y'all have done it, what you you guys are currently doing, right? We're going to be blessed enough to be in Jamaica next week, and we're going to be having a blast and everything, but even that has taken needing, like, to work on our stuff full force so it can be out there and celebrate and i think for the entrepreneur that hasn't even been in that position like first you definitely need to get people um that are doing it you definitely need to surround yourself with people who have succeeded like even if not in person youtube is like a few clicks away <laughs> right right one of the things i remember man it's like in high school, so, you know, I play sports in high school and a little bit in college, but, like, I remember in high school, like, motivation used to that, like, I couldn't find it anywhere, and it's pretty sweet, and I never thought about it back in the day, right? So, and it's funny how life works, right? So, I used to listen to a lot of Eric Thomas, um, and, like, the, the one speech I used to listen to game day was, if you want to breathe, breathe as bad as you want to succeed, if you want to succeed the bad you want to breathe, and what's crazy, what's crazy is I remember, like, I used to watch this video day in and day out, Right? Like, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I remember I used to tell myself, and that was my source of motivation. I didn't have anybody else around me that believed in anything at that level. I mean, I had my parents, but they weren't about to be like, "Go <laughs> play football all day. You know, they they, they weren't there. Um, and it's crazy because when, when I first met him, um, it was at my mom's graduation where he was graduating the same day. Right. So she was graduating from anesthesia school. He was doing a graduate with his PhD. And I remember just walking the halls in the stadium and I see him and I'm just like, (laughs) E.T. Right. It comes out of, it just comes out of my mouth and he's with his fam. And he turns around. I was like, can I get a picture? You know, picture. Why? Because I just want to be able to look at this and remember like this moment because obviously a lot of people know his story, but using that i remember before i even had an opportunity to have people around me i used to just be on youtube i'd like look at the picture i'm like there's eric thomas and you (laughs) eric thomas on youtube like be motivated get after it but i think for the entrepreneur that doesn't have access to people in person you can either pay for it or like just find it on youtube
2: yeah and i and i think a lot of times like it's just especially the internet like nowadays like even like when I was in it wasn't like when I was an undergrad like the, you know ET was one that I l- listened to the, the same you know it's the same video just to get, to get that motivation and um, like there's a lot of people that you can connect with like whoever you vibe with you know I know ET is a lot more like super hyped and yelling and all this stuff and like and then you like there are people that are motivational that aren't as like you know, like that, and like the, there's just so many different people that can can help you. You know, like you find on YouTube, like you said, and if they have other programs, like like I, I mean, I I don't know what programs like E.T. has, but I'm sure he has some type of program where you can learn from him to, to some degree. I mean, he has events and stuff like that that you can easily find, and it's easier to travel and everything now. But like I feel like even like maybe at that point, you know, when I was an undergrad, you know, around 10 years ago, like. I didn't even like know those things that might've existed then, but I didn't even know about it. So. Right. So now
1: let, let's talk, let's talk business, right? Cause obviously most people in here are running a business or starting a yep. business and they, and they need the, the, the expert help. Right. Um, so the first thing I'm just going to probably just ask you three, three things and how you would go about this mm-hmm. um, because we've kind of answered the other stuff, so not even like motivation, right? You already motivation is out there. We're not gonna spend time asking you how you stay motivated. Um, first things first, like when it comes to like running your business, what is the most important element for you as a business owner, right? Because I do understand, like at the same time, right? So something I constantly think about is like a lot of people know physiomies, but do they know Andrew Tran? Doctor, right? I I honestly ask myself that question constantly because um I know one like the brand is very recognizable, super like bro, the hospitals. I'll be walking through hospitals. <laughs> see, I'm not even joking. Like I will walk through hospitals, I just see people like with just random physio meme stuff. I'm like,
2: huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Appreciate that's
1: crazy. That. You know, that's crazy. But like the brand is very recognizable. Um, but for you what's the biggest element for you like being a business owner and what's the number one thing like you focus on day in and day out to ensure your success?
2: Yeah, I guess the biggest thing that I've been focusing on a lot lately is, is, is delegation, honestly, as, as a business owner, um, you know, cause we start off as self-employed most of the time, yeah. you know, like, you know, working for ourselves. And I know, as things grow in your business as things um like you know cuz you should be able to know how to do everything right and then be able to delegate that stuff out right. and as my like, parts of my business starts to grow as i start to add a lot of different things into it yeah. i realize like I, you only have so much time in the day in mm-hmm. the week you know and i think the biggest thing that's helped me out a lot this last year is being able to it, it, it's really hard because like we always say like oh this is this is my baby right. and what I've started doing when like you know take care of it is like it's really hard to let go yeah certain tasks and things that you do in your business right. and I still have trouble with that because I still I know that there's more things that I can like delegate out yeah. of being able to bring someone on my team whether that's you know an intern whether that's a virtual assistant whether that's yeah. um even certain things like the coaches can help me with, you know. Right. And I think because at first I was like, we 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 all have this ego because we built it. We, we you know we're uh, no one can do better than us because this right. is our things hey, in our idea. Yeah, it's our idea, right? So I remember the first time when I had an intern, and I asked you know her to to do some things, and I, I turned back little bit, I was like, oh shit, like this is a hundred times better than I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was just like oh it really isn't that bad to delegate some stuff and you know and there are times where like things don't look right or perfect and stuff and then that's where like you know you can help and guide and, and, and teach people that you're working with but I think like to have a business and to be able to scale and grow or do anything is like being able to delegate out uh, your tasks that you know that take up a lot of your time so
1: and how do you, like, with that delegation, because I know, like, a big thing I had to learn very quickly, and I, it's crazy, I didn't know I could do this until somebody else told me I could do this, mm-hmm. right, because uh, for us, like, a lot of the stuff we started with in our business, um, where we had virtual assistants, like, create our videos for us, right, just you get on the phone, record, we'll send it, whatever, and I used to wonder to myself, like, yo, why is this taking a week and a half to two weeks to get content back? Yeah. What's going on? Like, And it was until somebody else said, well, why don't you tell them you need it in 48 hours, right? So yeah. it was that communication uh, component for me with delegation that I struggle with. So, like, how is communication <clears throat> in respect to delegation? How, how have you had to deal with, like, communication to make sure what you want done gets done without you actually having to do it
2: yeah so this is something i struggled at the beginning as well because i was like oh yeah like exactly what you said too like i would ask for a task to be done and when <laughs> i was like hey so why does it take a little bit longer it's like oh i didn't need No, you needed it by a certain time it's like and i think a lot of times like you have to also realize you're the business owner like no one is going to work harder on your business than yourself. True. Right, so you just have these expectations that you think that it's not their business, and I think a lot of times, like we expect, whether it's employees, interns, virtual assistants to work just as hard and as quick, and just like, well, I expected this. This is only it's going to take you an hour to do. So why is it taking you, you know, like a week to do? Right, because it's not as hard. Because maybe they have, they have other things to do in their lives and their business and their whoever they're else they're working for, yeah. and like you said, it's just setting the expectations up in the beginning, and. You know, like, hey, like, I want this, 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 and this. And, you know, having those expectations, like, I need this in 48 hours. Okay. You know, like, is that a problem? You know, like, you have, is there anything, like, and you're like, cause a lot of times, like, well, you know, like, I have really busy next couple of days. I like, can can mm-hmm. I get it to be, like, 72 hours, three days, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that, that's fine or whatever. Or, like, oh, I'll, I'll help you with that task, you know, along the way. So, so I need to, or maybe I need to delegate that task to a different person on the team. Mm-hmm. So, um. And I think in the beginning I just didn't set those expectations, so I was like getting frustrated. But then I'm like, I didn't realize I was like, well, I never gave them expectations or guidelines or whatever. I was expected like ASAP, ASAP. Still, like as soon as possible, still isn't really like. Right. I mean, it's like so is an hour, a day, like like what's <laughs> as soon as possible? Like you know, like I guess you know, like I can't. They can't drop everything out for their business to, you know, for, the, for their lives for your business. So I think it's setting those expectations right in the beginning. Yeah. And knowing if they can or cannot, because then they're like, okay, cool. Like we have this writing, like, you know, whether it's like communication back and forth,
0: yeah.
2: but, um, and I, I'm usually okay with, you know, if you can't do it for some reason, just let me know ahead of time. So either I can help them have someone else help you or whatever.
1: So like, even with that, um, I guess the next question could be, how do, how do you deal with the emotions in business? Right. Cause I know a lot of people t- tend to be like, you know, the phrase I hate is when people are like well it's just business right so don't be emotional i i personally don't see i'm an emotional dude right mm-hmm. Um, and so for me like i tend to be really super emotionally involved everything business related and i tend to like have to continually tell myself not to take things personally because like you said like nobody's gonna work harder on your business than you like so to me it's like it's so important that certain things get done a certain way. And I hate having to tell somebody to do something twice.
2: Yeah. If
1: I do it the one time and they don't do it, I'm like, well, it's not personal. And then I'll get done myself, which usually tends to make things worse. But how do you deal with like emotions in the business, especially with now you have a team, uh, you got the ambassadors. So that's just more of your time that um, you have to spend now talking to other people, delegating and, you know in the time where you probably used to create and do now you're like chat 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 like these things need to get done so how do you deal with emotions like from yourself and then probably even what might be harder to deal with like other people's emotions when it comes to your business
2: yeah it, it definitely is hard to you know i don't try to separate you know emotions like totally or anything like that like like having those expectations um I think before we talking about it earlier is very important, whether it's your team, whether it's your clients you're working with, even whether it's yourself. And I think like most of the people, everyone that I like interact with, whether it's like my, like my ambassadors, my, my interns, VAs, my clients, I work with customers about and sort of like, like I would say the majority of them, you know, like I do have an emotional connection with like most of the people, like I'm a relationships person. So sure. I like to build relationships and, you know, it's, I guess be, be, being aware of it. And like, you know, like you, like you said, like you want certain thing things done and sometimes like you get, you know, very, like you, you can get annoyed or irritated or like any any like the, the negative emotions with that. But then it's also like, I think on the other side, like having to, like learning how to be patient. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's still there are certain times, like, I think like me and this client, you know, potential client are going to wor- work together or something. And it just, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason, the other person doesn't want to to work with me. Right. And, you know, like I realized like, that, that that's okay. I think at first I was really like emotional about her, like, why don't they want to work with me or whatever it is. And I think either one, they're not ready or two, like it, it's, because a lot of people, like I said, I work with are like, I'm, at, I'm friends or have a connection at a sub level, right? Because like usually people who want to work with me on a high scale, it's not like super random people like just, just reaching out to me and doing that. You know, like th- there, are, there are those occasions where like it's like a word of mouth referral, which a lot yeah. of my business is on. But like when they're ready to start working with me, it's usually like we've already talked quite a few times already and build a relationship. So then I do get butt hurt sometimes. So I'm just like, all right, why don't you want to work with me? But just being, I think, patient. Yeah, it made maybe like understanding, like I've seen it too. Like eventually, you know, if you follow up with them, they might not be ready. You know, at that time or whatever it is, and like down the line, mate. You know, I've seen that happen already. Like okay, like six months later, they're like, they're look, like, no, like, I'm not ready to work right now. Like maybe in six months we will do it. And I was like, oh man, that's just some BS excuse. You know, like they just don't want to work with me. <laughs> and it's like, and it happened a few times. Like in the last few months, like two months, like people reach back out to me like I'm ready to work with you now. I was like oh, okay, cool. Like, and I think, so like, you know, like yeah. I think it's okay to be emotional, but like also like not letting that overtake you and everything. And it's understanding their side of things as well. So being emotional, you should be understanding of their side. And it's just like, okay, we're really BSing. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> what do you think is the most important aspect for you in sales? Cause we're in a sales game, obviously.
2: Like, yeah, it's, um, honestly developing like relationships. Okay. And, building that trust and I think I heard like I don't know who I heard recently it was like you know back in the day we used to you know believe everything you know and then until you lose my like you have my trust until like you do something to lose it you know sure. and now it's just like everyone's all especially with social media like our tensions everywhere like you see everything popping all over the place and it's like everyone's telling me the same shit. Like, like what, you know, like who do I go with? Who do I trust? So like, I don't trust anybody. So you have to build my trust. So it's like the opposite now because it's tensions everywhere yeah. and it's everyone is doing ads and Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like I'm just trying to watch the video. I see three ads by three different people about to sell me the exact same thing. Like who do I, you know, who do I choose or work with or whatever. So I think like, you know, being able to build those relationships um, and having that trust on the, the front end. And I think that's the majority of what sales is. I think we separate marketing and sales when it's like a continual, like, you know, uh, process, you know. So I think when you're having that building relationship, building that trust, and well, it's, it's more important than the, than the sales itself.
1: Uh, final question, man. And this one kind of like deals with like business personal cause something I struggled with at the beginning. And maybe part of it is because I went into business with my girlfriend. <laughs> how, I don't know if even balance is the right word. Because I, I personally don't think there's like a business personal like balance. I think maybe it's more like of an expression of priorities at certain times. Um, but how do you manage like between like your personal stuff And the business, because like the business is running 24-7, right? Mm -hmm. It it doesn't ever just take a break. Like it's running 24-7. Things are happening all the time. So how do you manage between like that and like your relationship like everything you do, family, like how do you make it work? Um, Because I know a lot of people, when they first start, they're so gung-ho about it and it's all they do. And then everything around them suffers because they want this thing to really succeed um so to that person that's like just starting out and really struggling everywhere else and tends to be business also struggles at the beginning how do you balance between the two how do you make it work so that everything really excels
2: yeah so just i mean just keeping it real on here like that's something that i struggle with personally still and you know, it's, like, I, I have to try to look back at it, and in the last few weeks, uh, definitely has hit me hard, mm-hmm. like, being able to to, to to balance that out, and, like, I don't know if I have, like, the best answer for it, but, like, uh, I, I, I've I been trying to reflect, like, on other periods of my life, like, like PT school, for example, you know, like, it's kind of the same thing, right, like, you're working hard, and that's your whole life and everything, but, like, how are you able to to have other things, like, As you grow, so if you're focusing on your business, there are people that are going to support you, people that are not going to support you. Same thing with PhD school. When you're studying that hard and your friends are trying to, like, if you have friends who um, didn't go to grad school and they already have their careers and went through undergrad or people, like, who, you know, they're like, hey, well, I want to do this on the weekend. I said, well, I got to study, you know, like, sometimes those people fall off. Sometimes those priorities, you know, and I think it's just being able to, be disciplined because as a business owner when you go especially when you go full-time into it like
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it it's, it sounds beautiful it sounds wonderful just for me like being like all online I can schedule whenever I want but I can on the flip side like I can be lazy like whenever I want I don't have that that, that discipline so I think being able to schedule out and be making prioritizing like all right this time this time I need to do this and it's like all right cool like I need to same thing with PT school like you, you can't just study all the time Like there's still times where you're still Netflix there's still times where you you know still probably go out grab a drink there's still times to spend with the family and go back home or, or or whatever and I think just being able to you know how you like having the more scheduled times for, for for those other things and maybe balance it out and as you're growing with that like same thing with PT school like, you may lose some friends on the way, lose some family on the way, but like, or it may just be like, or just a period of your life that like in PT school, like I didn't hang out with some of my friends as much. But then after I graduated, like I had a little bit more time. And I was like, those who like were really my friends were like, all right, cool, I really understand. Like, I know we only hung out maybe a few times when you were in school, like a few times a year or whatever. But like now, like I was able to hang out with them a lot more after PT school. So like, then you really find out like the, the real ones, um, you know who are gonna go through with you all, all the way with that when you were in PT school, and then I think it's the same thing with business. You know, like you like it's just some t- people we just assume that it's something totally different, but it's like if you're you know a healthcare entrepreneur, like we've all gone through that period of our life already. So it's yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna crush it out for the next few years. Like we'll see what happens when I have a lot more free time. It's like, all right, like who who's still around? who still like understood that I had to go through that grind? You know, so
1: right man no that's real and i know like other people they're gonna value from that especially because you know you've done it you've been through it so it's not just me it's not just carl talking about it like it's somebody that's gone through it and is on the other side and it's like yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's, it's
1: real
2: i don't, um, don't want to fool you man like i'm still going through it. like i, I want to say I, I, i've done it like um it's a lot easier for me to be able to to do to travel and do things more because my everything is online yeah. but when I go travel like you know if I need to if I'm still having fun like I was in Hawaii like you know last year but I still spent like maybe a couple hours a day just like still still working on stuff but I was like you know what like I can travel but like, I know I still need to be doing work like I, I probably should have spent like, a whole week off but yeah you know, it's, it's easy just to check in on, on a little bit of things when like so so, like I'm been blessed that it is all online, but I'm still going through it, man. Like I wouldn't say like I'm there yet or anything with, with, with all that. So, and I think it's just that sometimes the perception, like I have a bunch of followers and I'm doing, I have a lot of things in my business, but like I still don't have like like that complete time freedom yet. So, man, and it's just like a never-ending process. Yeah, working
1: towards until one day you'll achieve it. Oh man. Um, that's good. That's good. I want to get. <laughs> wow, that's good. And that's just so real in the fact that I know, I know, I struggle with it a lot. Um, between like, I mean, it kind of gets bad sometimes because I'll be in class working on the business, um, and I'm just like, man, like, I, I really need to do this, but then like when I have exams and everything, um, coming up. You know, even even now, to be honest, like, even now, like, I have exams all this week. I have exams up until we fly out next week. Um, I have an exam, like, the day after we come back. <laughs> and I know the whole time we're going to be out, like, there are going to be moments where I'm, like, checking out the business. So, it's real. It's not all, like, days and roses, but it's also definitely worth it. Um, yeah. I will say that, like, being in charge of your own destiny and doing what you love the way you want to do it right because being being an entrepreneur um i always hear this like being an entrepreneur is a lot harder than like having a nine five. because mm-hmm. you don't at least if you want to be successful you don't have the privilege of just like clocking out at five right things can always happen you could, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, anywhere, you could be at an airport, at church, you could be at a park, you could be in a pool. It doesn't matter. Like things can all happen. Um, and to know that um there are people like you who have had success, but are still working through it, um, are yeah. still going through the grind. It's real. It, it gives hope, at least for me. And I know somebody else. It, it gives hope, you know, for me and other people who, do understand that
2: it's a grind but it's beautiful yeah definitely and I think especially with having an online business too like recently I've had to things happen and then I have to prioritize certain things where um like I said kind of like when we talk about the last question of like blocking things out and creating Mm -hmm. priorities and creating time for other things because you can't do the things twenty four seven. Yeah, because business happens twenty four seven. But like, not letting that um, run you, I guess, because you still have a life. You so because is it a really emergency situation
0: right.
2: about something? You know, like if it's like, like um, you know, one of our our coaches. and I was over at his house the other day, and he he got all my shit. He was just like, told us to turn off notifications. And mm-hmm. it's been like two days, maybe three days now, mm-hmm. and turning off notifications on my phone mm-hmm. has decreased a lot of my stress. I know the shit's gonna happen, right? But I'm like, all right, like this time, this time, like I'm not working on my business, and I don't get no because now I don't get I don't get social media notifications anymore. Yeah, like I get text messages, um, boxer, and then Slack. So basically, when my team talks to me,
0: yeah. Stuff,
2: but like you know, like if like everything else, like if, you know. Like, because my team, like, they don't, like, I wouldn't say, like, bombard me or anything, that's, like, it's it's not much, and maybe at that point, like, I might turn even those off just besides text messages, but, like, I think being able to, like, know, like, even though everything is on 24-7, like, not doing mm. something about it 24-7, because, mm. like, that, that, that's going to burn you out, and I think that's the biggest thing, that, like, it seems like I've made it so far, but, like, I made myself too accessible, and I'm, like, it actually stunts me from, like, everything that I need to be doing. It's like, oh, shoot, I got sex. Like, like, oh, I got, like, six DMs in the last, like, in an hour or whatever. Like, let me go respond to all those. And then by the time those go done, three of them re- reply back to me. By the time I'm done, and then I have another email over here. Then I have a Facebook Messenger over here. And I'm like, and that, that was burning me the heck out. And um, I realized, like, I need to set more times of, like, when I need to reply to people and stuff like okay. that. No, Adrian.
1: You mind if we talk about that for a little bit? Hey, that... good, yeah, yeah,
2: It's your show. You just talk that's about what you want. This is
1: your time. <laughs> um, no, I just, that's such a huge, huge thing. I remember, like, um, that's, I, I, I had to implement the same thing. Um, actually, Joseph, for those of you who don't know, Joseph is one of our coaches and my best friend. Um, Joseph, like, I noticed something at his wedding that really clicked for me. Right. So I remember like, cause Joseph obviously has a business as well. And it was his wedding day and we're all getting dressed and his phone is just sitting there and no- notifications aren't on, but like, he doesn't have them buzz, but they just appear on the screen. Right. And so I remember like, as we were getting dressed, he picks up his phone and he looks and he has like 16, like <laughs> that have popped up in the last five minutes And it was in that moment, I was like, holy crap. Like, this is what comes with being successful. All this accessibility that people suddenly want. And it's real. Like, time blocking is huge because what time blocking has done for me, right, is now, like, again, like, having the business, especially because I'm doing the business of my significant other. So I have to, like, block out times where I'm just, like, between this and this. Like, this is just you and her time. This is not you during the business time. Um, It's you and her time. I've had to turn off like all notifications, like literally the only notifications that come through are text messages, right? And then like her and like Joseph and like my siblings are on the do not disturb list. So when I turn those off, you know, only people that can call me are in that. But I think like what you're saying speaks so true. And I've seen it manifested in my own life. I've seen it manifested in his life where, so many people just allow themselves, as they continue to grow, as they tend to become more successful, they allow themselves to become more accessible. And then that right there stunts their growth, because now, not because everybody needs you, right? Because the world's on fire, everybody needs you. The very thing that you were passionate about, you're not even working on now, because now you're focused on putting out fires left, left, and right. And you're not focusing on building the thing that you wanted to build. So, um when it comes to even like how you block out your time, how you set up your schedule, right? For me, every Sunday morning, I'm going to do it right after this, is I take my planner and I just write out everything. And mm-hmm. nothing that was written into the planner gets done in the week, right? So like my my free day, I call it like my anything can happen day on Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Saturday, I have nothing in my planner. So whatever happens on Saturday happens. But okay. the other six days, like, if it's not in the planner, I do not care who you are unless you plan it like two or three weeks in the Even my parents, right? I got to pick up my mom from the airport today, but I had to put it in my schedule, right? Coming <laughs> to pick her up because that's just how important it is. Like, if you can't control it now, you're definitely not going to be able to control it when you're making like tons and tons and serving thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. so for you like how do you go about setting up your schedule so that you can be like the highest version the most optimal version of dr Trent?
2: yeah like i, I guess like that's like we were talking about earlier like, like that's probably my biggest weakness because i i'm a, I'm a people's person like i love relationships i love talking to people i love finding and connecting with new people Like that's just my thing if i could do that all day like i do that but i also understand that doesn't make you money and um I think like that's like like I said, since 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 it is my biggest struggle, like like now I've realized like since I'm not where I want to be, like I've had to just been able to like start time blocking again, like as as I was recording it was like a few days ago, like I had to finally turn off my notifications and not alone, like I have tough stuff that's time blocked, but then when I'm like doing something and then I get like a notification comes through, like you know, boom well. This, this dopamine just freaking fires, and you're just like, all right, cool. Like, who did I need? Like, you know, who was who that? Yeah. And even if you don't respond, you are just looking over at it. Okay, I respond later. That's still in the back of your mind. You're not fully concentrated, and right. that alone, right there, just takes you like the concentration right. of what you're doing. You could be in the zone, and like that could take off. Like, even if it's two seconds, to look over there, it might take you like no 30 seconds to come back, and that shit keeps happening over that hour. And then all of a sudden, like you look back at your stuff in like your time block, it's like, okay, well, I didn't get to do that. You know what, like. I'll move that later and then you don't find the spot later because everything else is top block and then that, that was my vicious cycle that i was going through and um you know just since i do like to talk to everybody and love to connect with everybody like that was like the biggest thing that i've like you know recently had had to take a step back of like I could still do shit something of that if I block an, an hour out of that, you know, a day or something and just like just sit there, message and talk to many people or whatever, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still a struggle for me, man, but okay. just sometimes you just need, like I, like I said, I was over at his house and he took my phone for something and he was like, you know, trying to do something on my phone and within like a minute, three notifications came out. He's like, what the hell are you doing, man? It's like, turn these damn things off. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, he said, "Normally, why you can't focus?" I said, like, "I told him I, was like, I got a focus problem." He's like, "It's because of this," and I took it off, and I was like, "So nice!" Like, I have like two notifications right now okay. from like morning. You know, like okay. it's um, but normally, like within like the hour that we've been talking, like I would probably have like 20, 30 notifications. Easily. So uh, just just from everything that I have, like, from Facebook to Instagram to okay. to emails to you know. A, anything and everything, LinkedIn whatever, all that stuff. So,
1: you know, it's, you know that keeps you moving. Um, even with like, you know, cause I know a lot of people too are students, something I also do when I'm studying, like I noticed, um, I used to study like by my phone and I put my phone on do not disturb I put my computer on do not disturb. But just because the phone was here, like once in a while, like you're right, I just look over it, and you know, it could throw me off. Even if I do not respond, like it could throw me off completely. So what I've had to do is like, even when I'm doing, um, well now, whatever they call it, those strategic sessions, um, like I literally, the only thing next to me when I'm working is like, unless it requires my phone, I put my phone on the other side of the house. Mm. Right. So, and I hate myself. Cause like when I find myself breaking my own rules, like I have to like justify why I'm about to break it. Oh Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if I'm getting up to go, I'm like, are you really about to get up, walk across the house to look at your phone? <laughs> is this really happening when you got something you got to do here? But, you know, um, just taking away those distractions and taking away those things that can keep you from functioning at a high level is
0: important. You know,
1: as a student, like my computer stays on do not disturb like 20 out of 24 hours in the day. Just because I understand, like, when it's school time, it's school time. When it's business time, it's business time. When it's personal time, it's personal time. And nothing, like, it just takes that one tiny thing. You know? Mm. And it's a lot easier, like, now for me than I'm imagining, like, for you. Because at your level, one small thing could knock out not just your stuff, but it could knock out everything else you're doing with other people.
2: Right, right, right.
1: One notification could, like, knock off a chain reaction of different things. So I think like the stakes obviously get higher the longer you've been in the game and the harder you've worked. Um, but for the for the entrepreneur, for the new business owner that's getting started, like that's that's a huge thing, time blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, learning this one, bro. Like I I uh, saw this quote the other day that really is me, really is me. You know, and I joke, I think I did it. Like I did it in your uh, poll one day where I was just like, I started a business so I could like deal with my food addiction. Um, and I remember seeing this quote that was just like the man who's able to control like his desires. Like for me, it's like wanting to go out and buy food. Yeah. is focused and disciplined. And that's a dangerous, dangerous person because yeah. that's somebody who cannot fail. Right. And I just know like at the very beginning, it's very easy to like when things don't work out, it's 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 so easy to almost say well things are not going in my favor but as a result of like not having the proper preparation another thing i've heard is where somebody's like show me your schedule and i'll show you your success or show me your schedule and i'll show you why you're not winning no that's yeah. in the, that's in the wealthy gardener this book i'm reading yeah right? and in there he just says like if you show me your schedule like i'll show you exactly why you're not winning or i'll show you exactly what you need to do to succeed some more and that's such a real thing because I don't think a lot of people actually time block. They just let their day kind of happen to them. Like I have a to-do list for the week and I'm going to do it at some point And what happens happens. Yeah. Just to even like kind of close off on that. Y'all like it, it's important to put yourself in that position to win, but first you have to put yourself in that position. Like the more successful you become, as I'm sure Andrew can tell you, the more people rely on you, the more people will need your attention, the more people that will request your time. And it's a matter of like being disciplined and tr- strategic now.
2: Yeah. Cause like one last thing on that, like, cause our whole lives, why did not everyone's an entrepreneur? Cause our whole lives we've been conditioned and trained to have a schedule. Yeah. So when we have the time block, create our own schedule, that's it's hard. It is. It's like, well, I created it so I can change things around a little bit probably, you know, so, but the thing is, like, you got to go to school from, you know, 8 a.m. to to 3 p.m., you know, elementary, middle school, high school, whatever. And then for college, they, they set you a schedule out, and then you have to do, you know, from this time to this time, like, you probably have to study or whatever, and those who, like, college is kind of probably, like, the first step was, like, all right, cool, like, you got – remember undergrad, like, I used to complain about, like, hour and a half classes, but, um, yeah, you know, like, you, you – you would have like maybe four classes at most, three or four classes, but like there would be like an hour, hour and a half classes. Or, you know, maybe you, in healthcare, you have like a couple, like three hour labs throughout the week. But other than that, like you have a lot of free time. And if you don't like schedule that, like those you can kind of tell um, those who weren't able to time block themselves, because then all of a sudden, like your eight hour day that you have in, in high school turns to really like a four hour day of classes. But then right. you have the day to like study and doing stuff. And if you don't schedule that out, like, so then same thing with PT school. Like, you have a schedule. Like, when you go into work, you have a schedule, you know? So then mm-hmm. you're only responsible for the other, like, few hours of the day that's left. Right. Is, yeah. So then that's entrepreneur. Sure you have the whole day to kind of schedule out. And if you don't have that, then. Um, so so that's why I think that's why that's the biggest, hard, the, the hardest thing is, is because we're just so used to having the majority of our day scheduled out for us. Mm-hmm. And then we don't have to worry about a few hours. And it's like, why? Like, but now you have so much more. Like, that's, that is what's hard. And I think that's. What stops people from getting to, to that next level, which includes me because I'm not at that next level where I would want to be yet because, you know, it's that, that's part of my biggest weakness.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: If you could, uh, and this is really the last question. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said that like 10 minutes ago, but if you could kind of like go back, man, knowing what you know now and uh, look at 18-year-old version of you. And just give him like one piece of advice. What
2: would that advice be? Oh, 18 year eighteen-year-old me, man, I've had that question a lot. Of usually, people are like you know, because eighteen-year-old me, like I would not even imagine anything like where I'm at now. From an entrepreneur standpoint, or from from life standpoint, or I mean, oh, me
1: either. Let's let's do entrepreneur.
2: Man at least from this point to there, like I might I might tell my 18 year old self not to go to college, but <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> why is that
1: though? No,
0: real time,
2: uh, why? Cause I, I think that that's so what I'm doing now. I, the thing is like, it's easy to say like, everything in life happens for a reason. Like, so I would say I oh, would do nothing different cause I would like not be where I'm at now. So I, I think like it's easy to fall back on, on that answer. But, like, I think the reason why I say, like, because, like, I wouldn't be able to do physio memes if I didn't understand, like, all this stuff related to physical therapy. I wouldn't understand, like, how everything works in physical therapy to help other business owners and everything with that. So I think, like, if I didn't go to college, if I didn't go to PT school, like, I wouldn't be in this position. But I guess as, as any, like, you know, healthcare entrepreneur, like, for the most part, like, it's hard to stuff in healthcare, it's impossible, but hard to do stuff like having a business in healthcare without having to probably understand the mind of that. But one point of like the, being like a, you know, if you're having a PT clinic, like yeah, there are people that run PT clinics that aren't healthcare like in healthcare at all. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're doing just fine. And um but I think when you're understanding the mind of like the like the PT with that, uh, it's it's a little bit easier or you know one less obstacle that you you have to overcome but I guess the reason why I said like as an entrepreneur in in general like you don't need to go that route to to have a business and and I think just looking back I think it's just stuff that society has told us like that's you know the way to make it but like most entrepreneurs I know like did not go to don't have a business degree. Same. Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, there are a handful. I would say like at least the healthcare entrepreneurs I know, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: less than 5% maybe have some type of business background. Right. I think majority don't the ones that I know. So there's definitely, you can do it without having a business background. But, um, and I think that's, if you're listening to this and you know, like you ultimately don't even want to like, if you're like probably on the on the, on the, on the pre PT side or pre, pre healthcare side or anything with that, like it's, it's not necessary to, to have college. I think, you know, going go and probably a rabbit hole and going all over the place with this answer, but um, to be successful in, in, in business, everything with that. So. Nice.
1: So with that, man, uh, not real. You
2: don't. Yeah, because like, yeah. if you have that business idea, you and you want to do it now, like, just do it. Yeah, I think you can easily do it without it, but it's just like because society has told us like you have to go this specific pathway to, um, to be successful but as an entrepreneur. I realize, like you you don't need to go to through school, through business school, or, mm-hmm. or anything like that to 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 be an entrepreneur. Um,
1: Especially in this day and age.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, no it's different now. Yeah, I see, I see, I want to say kids, but like 22, 24-year-olds, 18, I mean, there's mean like under 18, like kids are making millions of dollars just from everything online now. So like, this, it's just, right. like, the information is so much more accessible. And I see like, you know, people that are su- super young that are, that are doing just fine, so. Without having to go to college with that, and... no, I definitely agree. I definitely
1: agree. So with that, man, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you uh, for just taking the time to hop on. Um, obviously, like this, it's been real, it's been a real episode. Um, especially with you just being able to like, you know, say that you're still going through it. You know, with success, like, you're still going. It doesn't end. Yeah, yeah. But it's sweet. It's sweet. So. Thanks so much for sharing, man. Thanks so much for hopping on uh, this early morning on a yes. Sunday uh, and just chatting with me. Uh, unfortunately, Carl could not join us, but that's all good. It's still been fun. It's been real, and uh, also it's 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 great when like the, the very people that sponsor the podcast can be on the podcast.
2: <laughs> hey, man, I p- pre- appreciate uh, been able to to you guys, and you no, know, definitely appreciate you guys having me on, man. It's definitely an honor. For sure, for sure.
3: All right, y'all. To the listeners, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. This episode was brought to you by The Accepted System. The Accepted System is a program that helps pre-physical therapy students get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. This episode was also brought to you by PhysioMemes. PhysioMemes helps PT businesses to increase their referrals through word-of-mouth marketing by growing their brand with an online store. PhysioMemes. This episode was also brought to you by the Acceptance Navigator series. Most pre-PT students go on to spend hundreds of dollars applying to multiple DPT programs, with the majority of them having less than 40% confidence that they will actually get accepted that cycle. You have been taught that regardless of all the work you put into applying, you really don't have much control over your acceptance into PT school. The truth is, you actually do. Let the Acceptance Navigator series show you how. You can find them at www.acceptancenavigator.com. When you go on there, make sure to let them know that Paul and Carl sent you over to jumpstart your acceptance into physical therapy school. Thank you for listening and keep tuning in.